Hey guys, it's Lauren Yates here, celebrity interviewer, entertainment reporter, and the host of this podcast, Rave It Up, celebrity news, reviews, and interviews. If this is the first time you're listening, go check out our show's trailer on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to learn more about us. And make sure to follow us on social media to tell us what else you would like to hear from this podcast. We are under Rave It Up TV on Instagram, Rave It Up Show on Facebook, and our website is raveituptv.com. And today we're going to be having a chat over Zoom with Canadian actress Cindy Busby. You may know her playing Ashley in the TV show Heartland. And we go back to the beginning and talk about how she got into acting and her love and dedication for it. And then we, of course, talk about Heartland and also The Vampire Diaries. She was in the pilot, if you remember. And then we talk about her love of dogs and animals and about working with them. And then we play the two-minute hot seat game and see if she beats her Heartland co-star and friend, Graham Wardle. There's so much to cover today, so let's get into it now. Before we get into today's interview, we would like to give a shout out to our Patreons, Irene, Bev and Michael. If you haven't heard of Patreon before, it is a great way to support us and keep us running and improving. You pick a membership tier that suits you and your budget per month, and in return for supporting us, we'll give you behind the scenes content and free stuff. You don't have to give much either, You can be a part of our Patreons for as little as $4 a month. Just visit patreon.com forward slash rave it up. You can even donate through PayPal if you don't trust other sites. You can do so just through our email, raveituptv at gmail.com. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact us. We appreciate anything you can do to support us. Now, let's get into this interview. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Rave it up. Hey guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. Adam Stavani from Step Up. It's Keegan Allen from Pretty Little Irish. Hi, this is Arthur Butcher. It's Cosentino. It's Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. Raving it up. Raving I'm it having up. fun. Hashtag Lauren, rave it up. Yes. <laughs> ra- sorry. Thank you, I like that effect. We're raving it up. Sydney, welcome to Rave It Up. It is a pleasure to finally have you on the show. How are you going today? I'm going really well. Yeah, I'm super excited to talk to you. It's been a long time coming and... Uh, yeah, I'm excited to get into it. Oh, it's very easy to organize, thank God. And I, I think we've got to give a shout out to our mutual friend, Graham Wardle, for teeing this Graham up for Wardle. us. He is Graham. an angel, a gem. And I've yes. got to say, I loved your chat with him on his podcast, Time Has Come, oh, one of my faves. Yeah, no, he he's, I mean, we've been friends for, my goodness, like 15 years now. So it's a long time, but yeah, he's a great guy. And yeah, he raved about his experience and he told me that I should do your show and anything he recommends I'm I'm willing to jump in deep so let's go <laughs> oh look at that rave no pun intended there right <laughs> hey we'll be here all week <laughs> well I've actually listened to a few other podcast episodes that you've been on as well because I just wanted to kind of get to know you a little bit better before the interview so I didn't actually you know ask questions that you've been asked before I like to, I like to be prepped like that you know I love I'm love sure that. it can get a bit repetitive when you keep getting asked the same thing over and over again I've, I've I, found that I, somehow uh, entertain myself so I'm able to uh to find new things and you know with time who knows maybe it'll change I don't know that's yeah. true it's like I'll tell this story but I'll say it a bit differently just to entertain <laughs> yeah. myself totally oh. totally but yeah I I appreciate the um 
the, that you looking into all that. That's awesome. I, I love my preparation. I love to be yeah. organized and make sure I'm asking some deep questions that fans don't know, which is awesome. <laughs> I love that. I'm, I'm all about that. So since this is your first time on our show, we'd actually love to start from the beginning, if that's okay, to get a good idea of how you've made it to where you are today. Okay. I've heard that you've always dreamed of becoming an actress Mm -hmm. and have been performing since you were a kid for, you know, you're performing for anybody and everybody. (laughs) What drew you so much to acting? Was it like playing another character or the freedom of transforming yourself or even the excitement of all the cameras? (laughs) Come on, that's exciting. (laughs) And all the lighting. and (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, Well, I grew up in a household where my dad was obsessed with movies. Um, So I watched we watch TV and movies all the time. I would memorize like the characters lines and repeat them. There'd be like, you know, like 50 some odd movies where I would know like all the lines to it or one specific character that I really loved. And, and so I guess that's kind of how it started. And I just really loved make-believe and, um, you know, growing up, things weren't always super simple for, for me and, and, and in the family. So I think for me, it was kind of a little bit of an escape, if mm. you would, of like, you know, creating this like other world and this other person where things are different. And, and so I was able to, and, and then also being an empath and, and a pre, someone who really appreciates people and their stories and what they've been through and, Really understanding people from like such a deep place is something I really, I don't know. It's, it's, it, and it's become something I strive for more and more, even outside my work, like just in, in personal experiences and talking with people. I, I just really care about people because I guess from a really deep way, like me caring about other people is also me caring about myself. If, you know, I, I believe That's like we're all. <laughs> yeah wow we've been in this what five minutes <laughs> five minutes we're already getting to the nitty-gritty <laughs> um yeah but that's uh, ultimately that's <laughs> that's pretty much it just really loving make-believe and um really being fascinated with human stories and uh and wanting to explore that and and also you know comedy has always been something I I really love I love making people laugh I love suspending people's um, reality for, you know, an hour, two hours and, and allowing them to escape their, you know, the stresses of life or the, you know, the weight of it all. And if I can do that for a little bit, that, that may, that fulfills me. And I guess that that's kind of what has, I've realized why I probably did it to begin with, but somehow mm-hmm. when I started, I didn't know any of that. I was just like, this feels right. I'm going to do this. And, <laughs> and, it's and fun. yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. I remember I, I put, um, sometimes I'd take a blanket and wrap it around my waist and put like a belt around. So it would hold up and I would like gallivant around my house, like pretending I was like a princess and stuff, which is so hilarious. And, uh, and I remember, um, sometimes like practicing in front of the mirror, like, um, doing interviews, like what I'm doing now and like <laughs> Prepping you know, already. ceremonies and stuff like that. And this is like way before any of this was ever, you know, a thing. And so, yeah, it's, it's interesting how things kind of manifest themselves, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Sure is. And I think like there are so many people that want to get into what you're doing, but a lot of people either just think it's too hard or mm. they, they just think they won't be, 
um, able to really make it. They don't have the, you know, they don't think they have the talent and things like that. So they kind of give up very quickly. And yeah. sometimes they might just have like a little plan B on the side. Did you ever have that? Was there any other jobs that you were going for or other careers? No, I honestly, I remember when I was in high school and this was before I, I, you know, I was in the school plays and stuff, but I had never done anything professional like on camera. And I remember in my high school yearbook, I said that I was going to be an actress and, you know, people knew that about me, but they didn't know like what was going to come of it or anything like that. And people would be like, okay, like what's your plan B? And I'm like, I don't have a plan B, like, this is it. And people were like, yeah, yeah, but like, seriously, like, what if it doesn't happen? Or like, in the meantime, and I was like, I don't know, I guess I'm just going to figure it out. And I never, yeah, I never had anything. And, you know, I've had so many part-time jobs, like, don't get me wrong, like, Mm. lots, but nothing, nothing of a career that was beyond my main focus, which was acting and, and creating. Oh, I love that focus. I love that dedication you had. It was like, no, plan A, that's what I'm going for. Or or stupid, but here we are. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's obviously paid off for you plenty of times before. Yeah, I mean, it certainly had its, you know, its ups and downs, absolutely. And and I understand why people would quit or, or give up or, you know, move on to something else because it is really something that really pulls at your heartstrings and it's, it's a really difficult process. And it's so, it's a testament to like pure surrender that Mm. everything is completely out of your control. And, um, and I think if you can realize that along the way, then it's like easy, it's easier because nothing is personal and Mm. the acceptance aspect of it is, is, and then you're just doing it for fun, which you know, going back to the kid thing, like that's really why most of us get into acting is is not to be famous or not to make, you know, billions of dollars, but really just to, to tell stories and to play. And sometimes when the business, business aspect of acting comes into play, we kind of forget that side. Mm. Um, so that's that's been kind of like a really nice full circle for me as well uh, throughout my career is like finding the love and passion and just like doing it for fun and you know whatever comes of it will come and if not then that's okay too and you know that takes a lot of trial and error to get to though like years yes definitely especially with all the auditions and not having a yes for every single one of them and oh my gosh so way more no's than ever yeses I'll tell you that much Well, I think you couldn't have put that a better way too. Like you're pretty much being a big kid, really. And you're yeah, getting paid for absolutely. it. That's awesome. You get to silly and, and weird and, you know, sometimes not, but it's, those are the really fun ones for sure. Yeah. And you started out, out in theater as well. Are you ever wanting to get back into that? Or now that you found TV and film, you're like, nah, that, that, I found my love. <laughs> You know, it's one of those double-edged swords where you start with theater, I would say is like my first passion. Like I love that immediate gratification of like being in front of an audience and like not knowing what's going to happen. Like there's something really, you know, some people like to jump out of a plane. I'd like to go on a stage in front of a hundred people and see if I can get my lines right. And like make my cue on time, you know, to me, that's like, that's kind of like this, this, um, this boost and this, you know, this feeling of intensity. Um, 
so yeah, I, I definitely, it's tough, you know, theater, I, I, I give so, uh, so much love and respect to people who make a career out of theater because it's really not an easy task. Um, you may, you do so much work, um, hours and hours and you're, and so many unbelievably talented people. And, you know, you really don't make a lot of money doing theater and, and that's how, you know, they do it purely for the passion because mm-hmm. it has to be, uh, because there's just, and then, you know, you make it into the TV and movie world, not to say that there's always much more money, but there's a little bit more and it's, you know, you're there for a day and then you're done, or you're there for a month or two months, but versus like sometimes plays, I mean, you're rehearsing for two, three months and then you're on stage for two weeks and then that's it, you know? Um, get quite more repetitive than TV and film, couldn't, isn't it? Because you just got to do the same thing every single night. Totally. But there's also so many like fun discoveries and, and you really get to try different things. Sometimes it's really small, but it's kind of like takes, you know, like some movie mm-hmm. takes, like one take will become a certain way. And then you'll do another take five minutes later and you'll be like, well, where did that come from? Like, I didn't, I didn't, I've never rehearsed that way or anything. And, you know, if you're really listening to your partner, if your partner gives you something completely different, you're just going to go with that Mm. as human beings, you know, when someone gives you a sentence, it's not just the sentence they give you, but it's the feeling behind the sentence. It's the, the minute, what they really mean. Like they might say, I love you, but did they really mean it when they said it? You know, it's all those like little things that are really cool. And so I, I see that, you know, the same with theater. So that can, that's also, you know, a fun part of it, but you also have such a, a great camaraderie with theater, you know, like it's the rehearsal time. It's the getting there three hours before, you know, showtime and, and, you know, curtains up and you're listening to music and you're like putting your makeup on and got your curlers in your hair and, <laughs> You know, and then you, when you're done the, the play, you go to the corner bar and you have a, a, a beer or whatever, and you celebrate what you did. And yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's totally different and yet both very gratifying and in just different ways. So who knows what happens in your future? You might be getting another theater gig. Long answer short. Yes. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> so nothing planned yet. No, nothing on the books uh, as of right now. No. Okay. Let us know though. Yes, hundred percent. In this day and age, we're surrounded by technology and electricity all the time. Like our phones and laptops, phone and radio towers, Wi-Fi, electric power lines, and the appliances in our home. Do you know that these could be damaging your health because of the electromagnetic radiation coming off them? When I found Orgone Effects though and bought their products, I immediately noticed a difference. I started sleeping better and was even calmer and not always high in adrenaline. Orgone Effects has over 20 years experience in developing products to neutralize the harmful effects of EMRs. I have six of their products myself now, and I could not recommend them highly enough. These products last a lifetime too, so you only have to buy them once. Go check out their website, orgoneffectsaustralia.com.au. That is O-R-G-O-N-E effectsaustralia.com.au. And type in the coupon code, rave it up at checkout. Do you 
you know Rave It Up Now has a private Facebook group where we give away regular prizes and you get to have a sneak peek at what we're up to. You'll get to see some fun behind-the-scenes action and can be part of the interview process yourself, just like a real journalist. So come join us and share your passion for entertainment with all of our other fans. Just search Rave It Up Community on Facebook and we look forward to getting to know You've been in some amazing projects and I'd love to talk about some now before I get into, you know, what you're doing now and Heartland, of course. We've got heaps of Heartland fans listening. We've got to talk about Heartland. A whole show. <laughs> I know. Let's just do another whole hour interview just about Heartland. <laughs> it was hard to just bring down the questions just for <laughs> while I had so much other things to ask you. <laughs> um, in 2009, I, I just remember this so clearly and it just – flashed back to me when I was doing my research on you is you played victim Brooke in the pilot of Vampire Diaries. I love, 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 love that show. I've seen every episode. I, I've got to, <laughs> I rewatched it just the other day, <laughs> that specific episode. And I was like, you know what? This is such a different role for you than everything else you've played like over the last few years and yeah. having to be scared and scream and cry was that fun or challenging? Because there's so many actors you see, you know, in horrors, thrillers, things like that, that they are so horrible at screaming and it's not realistic. <laughs> but you were realistic. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I loved it. I loved it. I've always, yeah, I, I, you know, it's interesting. You find yourself sometimes in like specific genres that you do a lot more of, but I love suspense. I love, um, I don't want to say Vampire Diaries is horror, but it's got like a kind of horror, a PG-13 yeah. horror aspect to it. A little bit it. scary parts. Yeah, totally. And um, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was so fun. I'm obsessed with vampires, like just in general. So for me- <laughs> What a dream come true. Right? And except like next up, I got I to gotta play a vampire. That's next up on my list. But- um say that. Yeah, right? Um, but yeah, it was cool, you know, to, to be the opening scene- of what would then lead to one of the most successful CW shows like ever is, you know, when I think about it once in a while, you know, and I think about my life, I'm like, that is a really cool thing. Um, it's you all know, because of I, you, it's a success. <laughs> right, yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you for acknowledging it. Finally, someone gets it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was super cool. And, and I got to actually be, like on a harness where I was like pulled up into the sky when um, when the vampire pulls me up and and it was cool. It was two, it was, um, that scene took two nights where we worked from like 7 p.m. to like 7 a.m. kind of thing. So wow. it was really long nights. Um, the thing about pilots too is that they really want to get them right because they have a lot riding on it. Mm. So I think with this pilot, they knew that it was, likely going to be a success so they wanted to do it right and uh yeah it was such a blast and I yeah it's it's definitely one of the highlights um the things that I've done absolutely how fun though heights too I was just like oh oh I'm gonna go up okay but then once I okay, did okay so like, maybe not so much fun <laughs> let's do it again no but it was fun your scream was real then. Oh my gosh, I don't want yeah. to do this. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, no, Which it comes was out really now. great. I love, I love, I've actually been told a couple of times that I have a good scream and uh, and the creator of um, The Vampire Diaries, he actually told me um, when we were on set, because he was there and he was like, 
you know, you remind me a lot of a young Jamie Lee Curtis. And I was like, what? Wow. That's so sweet. <laughs> I was like, compliment. I will take it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's a huge compliment. Oh my goodness. So yeah, that was really fun. I mean, obviously you don't want to be screaming like too often because your throat, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was super cool. And I, again, I said, I love vampires and that's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. Well, even the crying part, just before you do all your big screams of like, oh my goodness, we just hit somebody was so realistic. It was like, oh my God, did we kill somebody? (laughs) Good job. You know, thank you. And it's fun because you know, when you're an actor, sometimes you're like, how am I going to do that? Like, how is it like, how am I going to get there? You know, I don't know what it's like to hit somebody with my car. I don't know what it's like to be, to be scared in the middle of the night, like with, with fog everywhere. Um, but then, you know, you're in it and you have all the surroundings with you. And it's so easy to just like, let your imagination go wild and just be taken away by the moment. And Mm. even as an actor, after like 20 years of being in the business, I'm still like amazed sometimes at how much I can actually get scared or I can actually get so emotional in the moment because it's like, you're just taken by the entire circumstance. Um, it's pretty cool. It is very cool. I hope you can do some more of that then. I know it's different than the comedy stuff you like, but when you got the talent, you got to share it. <laughs> well, thank you. I, uh, I will, I will try my best. You're welcome. You got a big fan here. <laughs> and I love your recent role as Caroline in Romance on the Menu, which was filmed yeah. here in Australia. Yes. How did you find your first time here in Australia? I hope it was nice and welcoming for you. Oh my gosh. It was, well, it was my second time actually, but oh, my second time, time mo- uh, shooting something. Um, the first time I went to Perth and Adelaide with a friend of mine, um, and that who was doing like a con, a comic con. Um, and then, and then this time was my first time shooting and it was really cool. I was, um, I had just gotten back. No, I was, I was shooting something else. And then I got a call about going to Australia and I was like, and I had just done three movies back to back. So I was like exhausted. It was, I mean, great, like feeling so blessed, but it's really tiresome. You know, the, these movies, they're shot really quickly and long days, et cetera. And I was kind of like ex- excited to just be home and decompress. And it was, um, I think this was like the month of November and they were like, yeah, so could you leave in like three weeks and go to Australia and shoot a movie? And I was like, I literally can't turn that down. Like you, I would basically do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, um, Australia rocks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, you know, I said yes. The script was great. I spoke to the director, Rosie, who is such an angel, and we just hit it off right away. And um, so I flew into Brisbane, um, which I had never been to, and uh, the the entire production. Steve Jaggy, um, who's a Canadian who's been living in uh, Australia for years, producing and having great success, and. Um, yeah, I had, a, I had an incredible time. Honestly, Australia is a really magical place where the scenery is breathtaking, the animals, the food, like I can't get enough of how good, like the quality of food, I just think is, it's just different. Like it truly, like you can taste, like you can just taste the health. <laughs> Thank you. Like it's just good, like good quality. And I just think the people are fun and, and just, and, and I also have a cousin that lives on the Gold Coast. 
um, there as well. So I was able to visit him um, when I was done shooting the movie as well. So, yeah, so you got some so time great. off as well. Yeah, but it was, yeah. And, and finally, like during the holidays, it was great, but it was yes. so worth it. Like the people on set, like you, the crews there are like top notch. The actors were so talented, definitely some of the best I've ever worked with and funny. Like I would truly compare it to when I did the movie Royal Hearts in uh, Romania and I shot with a bunch of um, UK actors, like the comedy, like very dry humor, like Mm. just, and that's what it was like in Australia as well. And so I so appreciated that. Um, But it was also summertime for you guys there because we were shooting in December. So let me tell you, it was- And Brisbane's even hotter. I was sweating like and and I think we had like a a heat wave as well and I remember one day there was like a torrential downpour like it was probably maybe an hour but it was like like we couldn't shoot it was so loud and things were getting blown away like it was it was intense wow (laughs) yeah but it still came across really really well Oh my gosh. I gotta yeah. ask too, did you actually film in New York as well for those New York scenes? Or oh, was that, that all was, still that in Australia? Been, yeah, that was all in Australia. Movie yeah. magic, I tell you. <laughs> but actually, um, Barbara, who played my mom in it, she's um, from America and uh, she's from Hawaii originally. So she, her American accent was very um, natural. And then Joey is also American living in Australia as well. The one who played my boyfriend slash ex-boyfriend. Mm. And so, yeah, it like all came together really beautifully and they found a great location and um, yeah, truly movie magic. <laughs> it sure is. And when was this film too? Cause obviously when it was released, I think COVID was just hitting and I'm like, yeah, it was, um, you just got it in. <laughs> yeah, it was, I, I got to Australia no, end of November, 2019. So Ooh, um, just yeah. got in there. I know. So I'm lucky. So grateful. Yeah. And then I was able to travel around for two weeks after. And then, uh, yeah, it was, it was, I would, that's one of the experiences I would do again in a heartbeat. Like it was, it was definitely highlight, like highlight reel of my career for sure. You got to come to Sydney next time. Okay. That's where I am. I came to, well, I came to Sydney um, after I was done shooting. I oh, uh, finally, we knew each other back then. Actually, that's where my husband and I got engaged was in Sydney. Oh, yes. I know. A love story um, here. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> got a very special place in my heart for okay sure. L- let me know if you ever come back all right we I can will. meet in person properly absolutely <laughs> and one of the beautiful so kind people that you did film with was Naomi Sequero who played Beth in the show who yes. I've had on a couple of times we're good wow. friends we've hung out heaps so I, I was like oh it's Naomi what the hell oh my god uh, <laughs> she's doing yes. a film oh, with Cindy that. that's amazing <laughs> what a small world right I just I can't get over Small. It's literally I'll, getting smaller by the second. <laughs> yeah, I'll interview one person and then I'll see him in a movie with somebody else I want to interview uh, and I'm like, hey, come oh, on no, over. Yeah, Naomi is like truly an angel. Like she's the sweetest person, so talented, so caring and like such a babe, like just oh, just definitely. like the, the full package. <laughs> she is. She, yeah. She's going to dominate, I think. Like she's going to make us all these proud. Sure it is. <laughs> Yeah, she's great. This confused me too, because I've seen this for a couple of movies. I, I see that the movie is also under another name, Hearts Down Under. Why do they do that? Why do they put movies under two names? It's a bit strange. Um, I'm not 
sure, but I, because, and this is me totally uh, guessing at this point. Just your opinion. I, yeah, just my opinion. Um, because the movie was sold to Netflix Australia and New Zealand in mm-hmm. Australia and New Zealand, um, then it had that title. And then when they sold it to North America, um, they sold it to Hallmark. And so I think they just decided to kind of rebrand just because it mm. was their own. Makes sense. Um, and I guess it went along more with like the titles that they would want to have and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I don't really know. It is a little bit confusing because when I was promoting it, people were like, wait, is this the same? Is it different? I'm, I'm confused because if it's different, I want to see it. And I was like, no, it's the same. It's just a different name, but you can watch it again if you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to look it up. I was like, is this another movie I haven't seen? Another one in Australia? What's going on? <laughs> no, they probably wanted something like a name related to Australia, which is down under. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. It's a bit strange. I don't know. And a huge project I got to bring up, you did in 2011, Big deal was the big year with Steve Martin, Jack Black, Owen Wilson. How was it working with them? Did they give you like any acting advice? Cause they're legends. Yeah. Tell me about it. I, I remember I got that audition and I was like very sick that day. Yeah, I read that Build on it and love your dedication. Turns out, thank you. Um, but yeah, I didn't know who was going to be in the movie when I auditioned for it initially. So when I found out, I was like, holy crap, this is unbelievable. Um, I never got to work with Owen Wilson or, or Jack Black, but obviously worked with Steve Martin and Joe Beth Williams and Paul Campbell played my husband. And, and, um, Steve Martin is like on another level famous, you know what I mean? Like, he's hmm. just like, old Hollywood where he doesn't come from a world of like, you know, social media and paparazzi. Like he has fame, but through his work and nothing else kind of thing. Like, and obviously his like comedy, you know, and, and his banjo. And <laughs> but I think that's like really cool and fascinating and, and something I kind of wish we still had nowadays, you know, like, mm-hmm. I just feel like so many things are just out there. Um, but yeah, he was so cool. I mean, I didn't really get to know him a lot, like on a personal basis, but he was a really kind man. He brought his banjo and played um, behind the scenes in our green room, which I remember Paul Campbell and I were, (laughs) we were in the green room, like sitting and he like, just like, was like fiddling with it, like playing. And I just remember like looking at Paul being like, are you seeing this? Like with our (laughs) eyes. And he was just like, "Mm mm-hmm. And we're like, just trying to play it cool. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, I honestly, I, I felt like I was just like in, in awe, like the entire experience, like even, you know, the director was a really big director and, um, you know, in those big movies, sometimes when you're like a smaller actor, smaller time actor in a big movie, you kind of get lost in the wave of things. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes the directors won't talk to you as much or like the lead actor doesn't really talk to you unless the cameras are rolling, stuff like that. But it wasn't the case in this movie. Like it was, it was a really, like, I felt really at ease and I felt comfortable and I felt welcome, which is, which is like a really special feeling to walk away from. And Jo Beth Williams was, I got to know her a lot more and, you know, she's kind of like, she was a huge deal in like the eighties and nineties, you know, like a huge deal. And Paul Campbell, you know, he's, he's stayed a friend of mine ever since. And, you know, now he's like, 
very well known on the Hallmark channel and stuff like that. So kind of a small world. Um, but yeah, actually I have a, a funny story. I don't know if I've ever told this story. I oh, exclusive. <laughs> I, exclusive. Um, I remember, so I knew Jack Black was in our, our movie and I remember pumping gas at the gas station, downtown Vancouver. And I was going in, I think I'd seen him and I went in to like pay. Oh no. So he was behind me in line and I was paying. And then as I was walking away, I saw him and I like, was like, do I say hi? Do I say hi? Do I say hi? And I was like, screw it. I'm saying hi. And so I just was like, Hey Jack, um, I'm Cindy Busby. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, it's, it, I'm in the, your movie and I just wanted to say, you know, it's nice to meet you. We don't have any scenes together, but you know, it's, it, you're, you're awesome. And like, it's cool that we're in the same movie. And he was like, he's like, I was like, oh yeah, um, I play, you know, and, and he was like, he's like, oh yeah, oh, awesome, cool. And he's just like, that's awesome, great to meet you, man. And I was like, okay, see you later. And then I walked away and I was like, God, I feel so dumb right now. <laughs> I feel like like a fangirl. Oh my God, I love you so much. Yeah, it was just like, I was just trying to like use that, be like, hey, I'm an actor, like I get it. I'm not like, I'm not fangirling here. I'm just being, you know, an actor, being cool. Um, but yeah, that was a little bit awkward. Um, hey, I'm you gonna... would have regretted it if you didn't say hi. You would have been like, oh it's my God. My... Yeah. That was it's my opportunity. So I know, like I've seen so many actors like on the streets and stuff like that. And I never say hi. And that was like the one time I did. And then I walked away from it. And I'm like, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> I'm never saying hi again. <laughs> I'm never saying hi again. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> and Jack Black was probably just like, okay, that was a bit strange. Yeah, he probably immediately forgot about me. And I'm thinking about it still like, you know, 10 years later. So here we are. <laughs> well, hopefully he may have just gone back and watched the film that he made and was like, oh, that's, that's the right. girl. Okay. That's the girl from the, the SO. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you hope happened. Yeah. Yeah, totally. In some other dimension. Hey guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. Adam Savani from Step Up. Bryce Johnson from Pretty Little Liars. Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. These celebrities are sharing a message of hope and inspiring the younger generation in our new book, Knowing What I Know Now. This is filled with 70 quotes from your favourite celebrities on what they would tell their 14-year-old selves. A book filled with amazing advice to help you chase your dreams or help you deal with bully or depression. It is available worldwide as a paperback, ebook, and audiobook version. Go to raveituptv.com to buy your copy now. Do you love the world of entertainment? And do you love writing? Well, you could be perfect to join Rave It Up. We are currently looking for talented new writers to write for our website, raveituptv.com. You must speak fluent English and be passionate about everything entertainment, from celebrities to movies and music. If you're interested, please email us at info at raveituptv.com. I guess we better talk about some Heartland, right? Everyone remembers you playing Ashley. Well now. <laughs> I think we have. You know, people have had to watch about half an hour of the interview to get to it. <laughs> What was your absolute favorite part about being on Heartland and playing Ashley? Cause it's such a fun character. Yeah, honestly, playing Ashley was so fun. I, I love playing an antagonist. I think it is so much fun. And especially cause I know like within myself that I'm not nothing like that. And 
And, you know, I've said this before, but like many times Amber and Graham or Greta or whatever, I would, you know, do a scene and then they yell cut and they would all burst into like laughter. Because yes, I was they, hearing that in an interview. <laughs> yeah. They were like, oh my gosh, Cindy, like you were the opposite of that. And it's hilarious to watch you do it so well and then be like, like a goofy, like whatever person in real life. And they're like, we just can't get over it. Um, but yeah, it was. I don't know. It, it feels like so long ago and yet so not long ago. Like it's just so near and dear to my heart. You know, it's, it's the, it, it, at that point it was the biggest thing I'd ever done. And I was in a show for four years with this, almost the same crew, almost the same cast for four years. And that's a long time. And we really got to know each other and we really genuinely like enjoyed each other and hung out like behind the scenes and it's it was like going to summer camp but for like you know six months out of the yes. year and um yeah I feel I feel unbelievably grateful to have been a part of that show to this day and most of all the thing that I appreciate is the friendships I still have from the show mm -hmm. um and also like you know, the last couple years specifically, you know, people have spent more time at home and stuff and some new people have discovered Heartland. And I hear from people all over the world telling me like, I just discovered this show. Like, it's so good. You're so great in it. You're my favorite part. Or like, gosh, I miss you on the show. Or, And that's like, I mean, what a great feeling to have, like to know that you've mm. touched people's heart, like hearts and lives. 10 years, 12 years after even having shot the show, like that's, I mean, I, I still can't even wrap my head around the fact that I'm even on TV, to be honest with you. Like, it's such a weird concept to me. Like, I know that I am, but the idea that someone in Iceland or like, you know, in uh, where, wherever in, in Europe or Africa, like I've had friends that have traveled and were like, I changed, I put the channel on a certain channel and, and you were there, you were on TV, like talking in a different language. And I'm like, what? That's so crazy. And they're like, it wasn't your voice. And that is like a really, really cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's really surreal. And um, I'm, yeah, there's no other word except super grateful. And I know that I learned so much um, by being on that show. Um, how to be an actor, how to be a good person on set, uh, the do's and don'ts. You know, there's no better school of acting than to be on a series. If you have the opportunity to be on one, it really is like the best way to learn. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it was, it was amazing. And over the four years, you're on 52 episodes from memory. Yeah. How did you continue to keep it fresh and interesting for yourself? Because it must have gotten a little bit repetitive, but the great thing about Ashley is she just really grew as a character. Yeah, I, I, I feel like, you know, between you and me, I feel really lucky because <laughs> Just I, us, let me just stop recording. Somebody yeah, <laughs> else will hear this part. Um, is I feel really lucky because, like, I had one of the best character arcs I think of anybody on the show um you know yeah, I haven't really so too like and I I and by that I mean just the growth you know where she started and of course I started in a very specific place so I had a lot of room to grow of course but you know um 
she went from being a not really loved character to being a beloved character. And like, mm. that says a lot. And, and I, I think that says a lot about the writing of the show. And I think it says a lot about, you know, the, the camaraderie on set and the characters together and how all kind of like fed off of each other. And then, you know, just, I think whatever I brought to the character that, that worked as well. You're and, you know, meeting well. Carrie Jane. <laughs> Yeah, and, and meeting, you know, Carrie James's character, you know, Caleb O'Delicious, and, uh, <laughs> and um, you know, that that whole, um, those two characters really kind of like fulfilling and soft, fulfilling each other and softening each other up as well. Like, mm. that was, um, that was really, it's, it's really fulfilling as a character to have that much time to play and to grow. And, and not only was Ashley growing, but I, Cindy Busby was growing throughout those four years too. Like as a human being, you know, you can't help, but like when you start a character from the beginning and when you end it, oftentimes you're just a different person or you've learned something that's like switched something within you you know, sometimes that's three weeks if I'm doing, you know, a, a movie of the week or it's four years doing, doing Heartland. And so I think I was able to bring a lot of my own personal experience and growth into the character um, also. Definitely. I'm not going to say uh, Carrie James is kind, kind of like, uh, you know, you and Ashley in a way, you're very different from your characters. Like, I don't know if Graham told you, I've interviewed pretty much all the main cast members now. Oh, amazing. Except, except Georgie. I uh, haven't gotten her Okay. Yet. Um, But when I had Carrie on, I was like, wow, you are so different from your character. <laughs> he is so different. He's like so yeah. deep and so spiritual and it was just. Yeah, amazing interview. I loved it, but I was like, and he's wow, also I can't watch Heartland the same way again now. <laughs> I know sometimes like it's it's bad when you kind of like not bad, but like it 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 breaks that kind of like idea of what you have of the person. Yeah, um, like sometimes you know if um like someone will watch you know Hearts Down Under for example, and then they'll see like one of my Lifetime movies where I played like a killer. People are like no, no, I, I don't like that version of you. I, I don't want that. I don't want to see that. And I, like, I get it because you're used to one thing and then you see this thing and you're like, wait, what? Where did that come from? <laughs> to me being an interviewer too and like seeing the real you and then watching all different types of movies, all different types of genres, it just gives yeah. me so much more respect for you guys as actors that I'm like, wow, like she really turned that on. Look at her. Like, uh, Totally. I, I think it's it's amazing um, how kind of surprised people can be like that, you know, us as human beings are totally different from our character. Like, first of all, like if I was anything like Ashley Stanton, do you think anyone would want to work with me? No. No. <laughs> be like, um, no, after this movie, we are, we are blacklisting her. You know, she is never working in this town again. Um, so, you know, that's the first indicator, but I always, I like surprising people and, and kind of people realizing they're like, wait a minute, she can do other things. She's not just a one trick pony. Like that's, that's really cool. Yeah, definitely. And I still watch it to this day. I've been watching all the new ones as well. And you know, it's such a, it's a generational thing too in my family because my mom watches it and my grandma watches it. So then we all talk about it. It's so beautiful. I think that that's why it's been such a success is it's, it's a really, it's a great family show that you can watch with anybody and not just women, but men love it, you know, like little kids, like you don't have to worry about. And that's, 
that's the thing that I enjoy about a lot of the things that I've been a part of is that anyone in the family can watch it and they're not mm -hmm. going to be scared or worried about what's going to be said. And everyone can feel comfortable knowing that it can be, you know, in the background and there's nothing going to be like, Oh no, change the channel. <laughs> That's what everybody loves about it. <laughs> it's family fun and it's all relatable too, which I think oh, everybody's okay. been loving also during, you know, COVID and lockdowns yeah. and stuff. That's a bit of an escape. It's like, you know, it's totally. feel good stuff. Yes, absolutely. And what I took away from, I think it was your interview with Graham Wardle, since I've listened to several of them now, is, uh -huh. and I want to bring this up because not many people might not know this, but you were serving at a restaurant just after mm -hmm. you left Heartland. So mm -hmm. there's such a misconception about people on TV, film. It's like, oh yeah, they must have like no money worries. They got a cool oh, car. Man. They live in a mansion. <laughs> they do whatever they want. <laughs> And that's yeah, just not the I case, wish. is it? Like even, especially um, through COVID, like have you found things have slowed down or you've gotten busier? Cause I've interviewed a lot of actors lately and they're like, I have never been so busy as I have now. Cause I got to keep making content for us at home. Yeah. Um, I, I feel really lucky that I have been pretty busy since, you know, other than like at the beginning of, of last year in, in 2020. Mm. Um, I, I finished a movie right before everything like shut down and stuff. And then I had done a couple movies in 2019, like Hearts Down Under and, and you know, uh, Love in the Air. That was like, like that. all the back-to-back -back ones. So you're probably dying for some time off. <laughs> Good <laughs> timing. Those, yeah. And all of those, those had been previously shot and uh, some of them were acquisitions. So um, it was a, a really great time for acquisitions um, because nothing was being shot. So a lot of things like, like a lot of channels like Hallmark, for example, they were looking for content. And so a lot of the movies that I had made um, were, you know, perfect fit for uh, Hallmark, you know, content. Yeah. And so they were sold and it, and it seemed like I had been working nonstop, but I was like, I, I mean, I, I had been, but it was like the year prior. And of course, you know, there's a bit of time in between, but yeah, I feel, I feel like I have, I'm at a place in my career where I feel um, feel good about it. Um, there's still room to grow, of course, as in anything. You know, no matter what you do in life, I think there's always space to grow and and you know a promotion to get or, or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I it's not it's not easy. There's nothing guaranteed, and you know, one minute you're working, and that's that's one of the things that I hold really like that hold holds a lot of importance um, to me, which is treating everyone with kindness and respect and love when you are working because one minute you're number one, the next minute you're number 26 and the next minute you're waiting tables or whatever. And there's, you know, I, I, I definitely went through a moment in my career where I had some shame around that. And I was like, oh, like, you know, I was on a show and now I'm doing this and people, you know, I was kind of embarrassed that people were recognizing me because like, again, there was that misconception and not because I was embarrassed about serving tables. I, I had a lot of fun serving tables and I, <laughs> I made a lot of really good friends doing it and, and had a blast. It was more the, the idea of what I wanted Mm. meets the reality of my circumstance, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and one minute, like I said, you're number eight on the call sheet, Ashley Stanton. And then the next minute you're, and, and if anything, the biggest, biggest thing I learned from, well, a lot of things, but that experience was 
just appreciating the moments when they come and living in the present moment and knowing that, you know, there's going to be ups and downs, but appreciate them and know that there's, there's always going to be ebbs and flows. But when you're like in the downward part of your career, it's not forever. It's temporary. Everything is always temporary. And, you know, like I even just finished doing a movie and that was like three weeks ago. And I still find in my mind, I still have moments where I'm like, okay, uh, am I ever, I'm not, I'm, I might never work again. Okay. What do I need to do? Gosh, I'm useless or like whatever. And you, you get in your head about it and it's, um, you know, but now I have a practice and I know what to do when those moments happen. But back then I didn't have those tools and I, I gave a lot of value, a self-value in regards to my career. Mm. If my career wasn't going well, then I, I was not well. And if my career is doing well, then I was well. Yeah. But it's really, and the thing that I realized um, probably like about five years ago, um, when a lot of things in my life changed was if you can be okay and do well in the, the low times in your life, then everything else is just whipped cream. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's easy. It's easy to be happy when everything is going well. It's really hard to feel good and feel happy when everything has turned to poo. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And, and so I, that's kind of what I have been able to learn through my career and which kind of comes full circle to what you were saying about, you know, I, I, I can be happy without money. I can be happy with money because it doesn't define the human being that I am. I can be happy waiting tables. It's a very respectful job. I love going to restaurants and have, and I, I truly believe that everyone should work at a restaurant in their life because then they would know what it's like and they would appreciate it and treat people well. And they would, they would like, they, it's such a, a blessing to get to go and have dinner at a place and have someone take care of you so you can relax. Mm. And there's so many people involved to getting your meal. Like it's so, so when I go to a restaurant, it's like utter respect. And like, I, I want to enjoy my experience. I want the person who's bringing me the food to, um, enjoy their experience with me. And then I want to pay them for their service. You know what I mean? And it's, um, so that's a lot of the things that I've I've learned and and have appreciated through time. But I also think that comes with age too. You know, like we're not born with wisdom and and knowledge. We yeah. we learn it as we go. And so I, you know, any chance I can to like share that knowledge with anybody in in the industry, it's it's not easy. But the biggest thing I say is don't focus on your career as much as focus on yourself. Because the career will come if you take time to focus on you. Because mm-hmm. by you understanding yourself and being in a good place, you'll be able to be a better actor because you'll understand emotion better. You'll understand circumstance. You'll understand what it's like to, like if you're in denial, if you're not someone who can love or be loved and pushes people away or someone who's in denial about their life circumstance, how are you going to show that in a story or a character if you don't even know about, about yourself? Yeah. It requires a lot of consciousness and a lot of awareness. And, um, and so, you know, at the time I felt those things, but now I look back on them and I'm like, so grateful for those moments because 
like I am who I am because of them. And it's so easy to get lost though, right? In the, yes. the, the, the wave of like, ah, oh, I'm not happy right now. And then as soon as it, it becomes calm, you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little tiny storm. <laughs> a little storm, no big deal. <laughs> then it happens. It's amazing how we forget. It's like, you know, drinking too much and you're like hungover and you're like, I'm never drinking again. And then, you know, next weekend happens. You do it again. Like, ah. yep. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any tools that you can share with us? Like mental health tips for our audience? Um, well, I definitely think meditation is a huge part of, of something that helps. I know that's not nothing new, um, but that certainly helps, you know, energetically breathing is huge. And then I also am a big fan of, uh, mantras. So creating like a sentence mantra for yourself that you can, um, like that can ruminate in your brain. So when you're having like a moment of like uncomfortableness, you know, or whatever that is, you can be like, um, this is te- uh, like, I feel great. I feel great. This is temporary. Um, or, uh, you know, love and abundance flows to me, you know, in every way now. And just like, and just by saying it over and over and over and like creating an, I am statement in a positive way. Um, and by positive, I mean like something that makes you feel good, whatever that is. I, I have found that to be extremely helpful to create mantras for yourself that you can have and like write them down. And so, you know, read them if you need to, at some point you'll just memorize them. And so that's what I have. Like, even sometimes if I'm in bed and I'm overthinking and I can't sleep, I'll just start, I just press play and it just like, like circulates in my brain. And eventually it's like the feeling goes away and it's taken over, um, by the new message that you've put your attention on, you know, like it's really all about what you put your attention on. Definitely. Like it's, it's like, okay, it's really easy for for me to be like, oh, this was a crappy circumstance, but like, then this happens. So like I can focus on the crappy circumstance, but then what came out of it is also something I could focus on. Um, so yeah, so creating mantras, something I often tell my friends as well, if they're, you know, in, um, in a circumstance, um, is write yourself a letter, write yourself a letter in a time where you feel really good. Like it's, it's like a really high moment for yourself and, and tell yourself how incredible it feels. And, and that, you know, you've got your back and you're there and this isn't, this is just a temporary moment. It's not, doesn't define you. It's not who you are. And, um, and really like creating like, again, like the, I am statements and, and, and then write, write it to yourself, fold it up, put it in an envelope. And then you find yourself in these moments of turmoil, read the letter again, read it to yourself and remind yourself that that's not, because again, we get caught up in the storm, but it's, it's not, it's not real. Mm-hmm. And so it feels real, but it's not real. A lot of the stories we come up with in our heads are just that they're just stories. And so if we can knock, find ways to, to, to knock ourselves out of it. Um, another thing I remember I did in a time where I was going through a difficult stage in my life. Um, one of my really great, uh, my closest girlfriends, Michelle, she, I call her my wifey. Cause like, we're just like, I got my husband and then I got my wifey. wifey. Yep, I got it. 
<laughs> um, but uh, she always, you know, if I'm kind of like in my broken record thing, she'll be like, okay, five things you're grateful for, go. And I'll be like, uh, uh, and like sometimes because you're in it, you can't think of anything you're grateful for because everything just is seems awful. Mm. And, and then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm grateful for, you know, my dog. Okay, what else? Um, I'm grateful for the comfortable bed that I have. Okay, what else? And it's amazing how just saying that, you've completely changed your energy. You've like washed out the dark and washed in the light. Yeah. And, and you know, and the same thing is like having a, a list. I remember with her as well, we had done a top 10 list of things that, that I really enjoyed doing. So if I find, so, and I, and I went through this for like a year where I, I struggled to, I just, I just struggled and I went to that list and okay, I don't feel well. What do I need to do to knock myself out of it? Go for a hike, listen to music, go be with company, change it up. Um, just mm. go for a walk, like whatever it was, write, write out my feelings and then burn the letter, you know, whatever it is. Um, I think that there's something to creating uh, a plan for yourself in, when you're in a good space so that when you're in a harder space, you can relate to that space to knock yourself out of it. I love that. And I love the letter idea. I'm going to do that after we yes, get off. off I'm this telling chat. you. Yes. Because then you can reread it all the time and it's a letter to you. So you can make it anything you want. I love that. Thank you so much. I really hope some people take the, those things on board. I, oh. I, it's worked for me. I promise you, I'm not just making this up. <laughs> no, absolutely not. There's a couple there that I've done before, but I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Got to try the new ones. Yes. You're a godsend. Thank you. Oh, no, I mean, listen, I'm just, I'm just a reflection of you, baby. <laughs> the best guest. <laughs> Did you know we filmed this interview? Well, come on over to our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. You can subscribe for free. And here's a little secret. We like to reward our active subscribers with autographed photos and merchandise, no matter where you are in the world. So don't forget to give us a thumbs up while you're there and get busy sharing the videos with your friends. Play a game with you in a little bit, which would be really fun. I know I've taken up so much of your time already, but we got to see if fun. you. I haven't. Gosh, I haven't even seen the time go. Okay, good. <laughs> good, because we got to make. We've got to see whether you can beat Graham. That would be really funny. Um, <laughs> but I do have one last question, and it is a funny question too. It's kind of related to what's sitting on the floor there in your room right now. I have noticed. I don't know if you have as well. You have worked with a lot of dogs throughout your film career because you've, you're like, you got Unleashing Mr. Darcy, you got a puppy for Christmas. I loved that one. And even in Romance on the Menu, in, was it Spark or something? Mr. Big. Yes. Yeah. Is that part of like your contracts? Do you just like, I need to work with dogs? As long as a dog is in the movie, I'm there. I mean, it should be. It, it should really be. I think you should yeah. moving forward. Um, I, oh my gosh, I love animals. I mean, whether it was horses on Heartland or, you know, dogs, like you just mentioned, I, there's just, animals just have a specific energy that like lightens everything up. And especially if you're working with an animal who's, who's super well-trained and, and just like, it's just so easy and you watch them and you're like, gosh, that little guy's so professional. Like I need to be like that. Also, there she is. She's sleeping. Look at her. 
she's hearing mama's voice she's like okay she's close by i can sleep yeah um, i love yeah, that though I, you know, I should i should put it in my contract that's a great idea so even when you watch dogs they just look so happy like how could you not be happy when you're around dogs honestly any animals as you said like you can't you just can't like i i love all all animals like people always ask me like and no judgment if you're more of a you know whatever animal person but i truly could not choose like like i love them all i might not like maybe cuddle them all but i love them all (laughs) yes (laughs) not gonna cuddle with a snake or anything like that i mean that's more of a reptile i guess but um but when i have those pets (laughs) I know. And when I held the koala in Australia, I know you guys are like, oh, koala, that's old news. But man, I felt really emotional. Like what a magic. I don't have them in my backyard, if that's what you mean. So I don't see them all the time. (laughs) Or even a kangaroo, though. That's a misconception. You know, we we do not take kangaroos as public transport. I've heard that one before. We don't take kangaroos to school. (laughs) What? Wait, so that's why everyone was looking at me weird that one time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I love koalas too. I held one at Australia Zoo. That's probably maybe where you must have held it as well near Brisbane. And oh, my God. (gasps) I think it was Pine Pine something sanctuary. It was, um, yeah, it was a koala. Well, they had koalas and and kangaroos. But yeah, they're all animals, all dogs, all the time. It's me. I love them. Um, just don't give them any lines. I mean, I think they might struggle with that, <laughs> but they're all always good with timing and things like that. Cause I was always wondering whether that's a challenge, you know, um, or, or they need a pee break or whatever, <laughs> or they bark at something. They're usually like, they're kind of, I think I would compare them to like working with kids where you only want to bring them when it's like their moment. Yes. So, um, you know, when you're doing the scene and you don't see the dog, like if it's my close up, then likely the dog's not there. I remember with unleashing Mr. Darcy a couple times, I would like be walking with just a leash and nothing <laughs> on the leash. <laughs> the camera would be like on a, you know, a medium or whatever. And then a couple times we would, and then, you know, the dog has a stand in its own like stuffed dog. Mm. Uh, stuffed animal kind of thing and uh but yeah for the most part they're really well trained I think I've only worked with like one dog that was that wasn't really that well trained but like she was also kind of like lazy and didn't really do anything so it didn't really matter like she didn't need to do anything big but and then I also worked with a, a puppy and uh, puppy for Christmas oh so and, cute that one oh you know, I know that that dog was um you know, of course, I think it was like four or five months old or something. So it was like, you know, it was still learning, but I mean, it didn't need to do anything. I just needed to look cute. And, and, you know, nobody's looking at me. They're looking at the dog. So like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It needed to be a puppy. So <laughs> exactly. yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to add it into your contracts moving forward. Yes. All right. I'm going to call my agent right now. <laughs> Every movie moving forward, you'll see Cindy anyway. with a dog <laughs> or at least an animal of some sort. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and also moving forward, what can we expect from you in the future? I did see that you just finished up and you're starting to promote that movie with Chad Michael Murray, Toying with yeah. the Holidays. Yeah, I've got uh, Toying with the Holidays that's going to air uh, on Lifetime here in the United States. 
I'm not sure where it's going to air anywhere else, but I'm sure it will. And we then, just have to wait in Australia a lot longer. I know, I know. But for the first time ever, the one I did not show is the one you guys got first yes. for the first time ever. Yes. Um, and then I also have a movie called Joy for Christmas, which is going to be airing on uh, GAC Family, which is a new network here in, in the States. And um, that's with Sam Page. And that's another really beautiful uh, Christmas movie. And they're playing like one day like um toying with the holidays is on the uh, december 18th and then a joy for christmas is on december 19th so it's kind of a cindy busby christmas weekend <laughs> yes just a marathon of cindy busby <laughs> yeah yeah totally this i love it had enough yes <laughs> more. well come back on the show in the future all right i want to i want to hear about them all thank you yeah You're i'm looking forward to it thank you so yeah. much well, I think it's now time for the legendary two-minute hot seat. What do you think, Cindy? Oh. I'm nervous. Okay. It's like, I have Let's no idea go. what to expect. <laughs> I love no seeing idea. people's faces when I say it. They're like, okay, what do I got to do? <laughs> very easy. What I do is I ask you various questions and you just have to pick your preference. So it's like dogs or cats, which are going to be very hard for you to answer because you love all animals, uh, oh single God. dancing, things like that. Think okay. about it now because okay. it will be a question coming up. <laughs> Okay. You can just go both. Okay. <laughs> and when we finish, I'll see where you sit on the leaderboard up against everyone else who's played the game on the show. So our mutual friend, Graham Wardle, I'm sure you want to beat him. He has answered 51 questions in two minutes. And that was over Zoom too. So I'm sure you can do it, honey. So, and... okay. So the, I just have to say the word of what yeah. I choose. Of yeah, the just the word. So okay. you can go really quickly. I, I'm the one who has to keep up. <laughs> okay. And also Chris Potter from Heartland, he also has played it. He's answered 30 questions. And Gabriel Hogan, who plays Peter, Michelle's yeah. husband, uh, 49 questions. Wow, really yeah. close. I, I, as I said, I've interviewed all the others, but we just did more of the interview than actually got to play the game. So right. those course. three are the ones that have played it that you know of. Um, right. And yeah, so 30 at least 30, that will beat Chris. 51 if you want to beat Graham, yeah? I'm going to go. Ooh. I'm going to try to beat Graham. Let's do this. Awesome. All right. Let me get my stopwatch out. Okay. It's two uh, minutes, right? Yeah, I give you two minutes 15 just because it's over Zoom and there's a bit of a delay. So all the Zoom oh, interviews, okay. I give you cool. two minutes 15. That's fair. <laughs> I like all fair. Right. Fair is fair. Fair is fair. Okay, Cindy, are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Take a deep breath. <laughs> All right, three, two, one. Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. iPhone or Samsung? iPhone. Apple or Android? Apple. Rap or rock? Rap. Rock or pop? Pop. Pop or country? Pop. Beach or mountains? Oh, beach. Beach or pool? Pool. Sun or rain? Rain. Uh, sun. Skiing sun. or snowboarding? None. <laughs> Comedy or action? Comedy. Blondes or brunettes? Ah, blondes. Sweet or salty? <laughs> salty. Sunglasses or hat? Sunglasses. SUV or convertible? SUV. Mac or PC? Mac. PlayStation or Wii? Uh, Wii. Clean or messy? Clean. Sing or dancing? Sing. Dogs or cats? <laughs> Dogs. Italian or Chinese food? Italian. Summer or winter? Summer. Kim Kardashian or Scarlett Johansson? Scarlett Johansson. Johnny Depp or Will Smith? Will Smith. Mall or online shopping? 
Mall. Cinema. Home movie. Home. Ice cream or gelato? Ice cream. Cake or cookies? <sighs> cookies. Cookies or cookie dough? Cookie dough. Family or friends? Oh, family. Christmas or your birthday? Christmas. Night or day? Day. Bus or train? Train. Straight or curly hair? Curly. <laughs> I color blue or brown? Blue. Vampire or werewolf? Vampire. <laughs> Texting or calling? Calling. Los Angeles or New York? Oh, New York. Friday or Saturday? Saturday. TV or movies? Movies. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Snow or surf? Snow. Harry Potter or Twilight? The first one, not Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> Family Guy or The Simpsons? Family Guy. McDonald's or Burger King? McDonald's. French fries or chips? Chips. Burger or hot dog? Burger. Uh, guitar or drums? Drums. Leather or denim? Denim. City or country? Country. Biting your nails or picking your nose? <laughs> picking my nose! <laughs> oh, it's funny not many people say that. <laughs> We're out of time. <laughs> They're like, uh, anything but picking my nose. <laughs> it's like they want to sound like they don't pick their nose. Everybody does. I mean, please. I've <laughs> seen on. a lot of people in their cars pick their nose. Let me tell you. <laughs> All right. How many questions do you think you answered in that time? I don't know. I feel like oh I my... did pretty well, but like, I, I don't know believe this <laughs> you and graham have answered the exact same amount of questions yes yes i needed to give you like one more second and you would have beat him darn it darn it i am gonna have a big laugh about that with graham that is hilarious so 51 <laughs> questions both of you that what is are people doing they're humming and hawing about it yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Really? Um, so you're sitting at number 37 on the Raven Up leaderboard and number three. Yeah, number three with Graham uh, in terms of Zoom interviews. Oh, yes. Yeah. So if you come oh to gosh. Australia again or I come over there, we'll, yes. do it. we'll do it again and we'll do it in person. Oh, that was actually really fun. Oh, thank you. Thank that. you. There's one, there's one question that I answered that I was like, well, I don't know about that, but now I can't remember it. But anyway. obviously not that important. <laughs> I, feel, I, feel, I feel really good about it. Yes. Well, I think uh, everybody loves that game and I love to. So fun. I, I, I used to play it all the time. I played it, you know, because I started this show like 11 years ago. And then oh I did more interviews than the game. And then I was like, people were asking about where did it go? So I brought it back. Everyone's mm -hmm. happy now. <laughs> That's so fun. Thank you. And. Yes. We are unfortunately getting to the end of the interview. It's gone very quickly. I'm going to be very oh, sad to okay. say goodbye. <laughs> but as a closing statement, and was probably the most important question, knowing what you know now, what would you tell your 14-year-old self? I would tell myself um, to, 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 to pick me first, mm. to live for me first um yeah and not worry worry so much about every everyone else around me I love because that. then I can be the best version of me for everyone else around me oh another deep one we started with a deep <laughs> one or we ended with a deep one <laughs> <laughs> well I hope everyone also takes that on 
aboard for all the young listeners as well that you gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta put yourself first yeah. very early on otherwise you're gonna lose yourself in the process as you get older absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah and if our audience want to contact you find out what you're up to in the future where should they go where should we go follow uh, you i am on instagram is my go-to so that's uh at cindy underscore busby and it's the same on twitter as well at cindy underscore busby so those are the the two that i use the most fantastic and go on netflix and hallmark check out all the movies (laughs) yeah all all over but yeah i uh i i am so grateful to have talked to you this was like genuinely so much fun and really easy and I felt really comfortable. So thank you. Oh, thank you. So you trust Graham now? He, I mean, <laughs> he I it. wasn't sure before, but now I trust him. <laughs> <laughs> no, it has been an absolute pleasure, Cindy. You've been like, I'm not just saying this, the perfect guest, like oh, amazing okay. advice, funny stories, heartfelt, you're funny, love you. It's a love fest. <laughs> it is a love fest. Yay. So just just consider this your second home okay so if you ever want to come back on in the future you let me know i will thank you so much you're welcome keep in touch yes done thank you for listening if you want to be the first to get every new episode remember to subscribe to this podcast for free just search for rave it up on apple podcasts and spotify and share it with your friends and tell us what you love the most and even let us know what you want to hear on this podcast. You can even check out the videos of our interviews on our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. And for more, visit our website, raveituptv.com. Now, before I leave you today, I just want you to remember that you are loved and you are beautiful. Bye.